Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know and it's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk 2021 draft stock. There's a gentleman at Ohio State whose draft stock might have gone up a little bit. We're going to talk about that in a second with Connor Rogers of Badlands and, of course, Bleacher Report. Connor, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, Scott, wrapping up the regular season. Everything's good, and we're on to the NFL draft. On to the NFL draft, indeed, where the Jets select second overall. A lot of buzz that they're going to take a quarterback. I think a lot of us are hoping for that on Badlands. You and Joe Caparoso this past week broke down why it would make a lot of sense for the Jets to pick a quarterback at number two. Trevor Lawrence probably not in play, but the two guys who very well could be are Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. We talked about Zach Wilson last week, Connor. This week, I want to talk about Justin Fields. His stock seemed to be dipping a little bit, had that rough game against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game, had struggled earlier in the year against Indiana. But boy, oh boy, did he put on a show against Clemson. Outdid Trevor Lawrence, and he opened up a lot of eyes. 385 yards passing on 22 of 28, and of course, six touchdowns. Fantastic performance for Fields I don't know that that necessarily guarantees he goes number two But it sure drives him all the way back up the board Right into the discussion in that number two spot Which is where he seemed to be a couple of weeks ago 
Absolutely. When you look at it, you know, and it's it's great to bring up Scott that this was a big moment for him. And a lot of people, I noticed this trend on Twitter where a lot of people get upset over people swaying their opinions. But I think these are games that you value the most, right? I mean, this is the college football playoff. First off, I think that much is pretty obvious. In a moment where you're talking about sometimes 19, 20, 21 year olds that are getting better, right? That are progressing. And you want to see how they play when all the pressure is on. And you want to see how they play when they're facing adversity. And I think for Justin Fields, you know, people were a little alarmed by the performance against Indiana. And then people were very alarmed by the performance against Northwestern. And you and I know that's a good defense. That's, you know, I don't want to sit here and call any college defense an NFL caliber defense, but they'll give you NFL looks from a schematic standpoint. So when it comes down to it, this was huge for Fields and good for Justin Fields because when you you know coming out of the summer, many people that covered the draft full time, including myself, felt that he was not only the number two quarterback, you know, behind Trevor Lawrence, but really a guy that in most drafts has the makings, has the physical toolbox, and has the leadership of a number one overall pick. He just happens to be in the class with Lawrence, where. You know, that's that's tough. And Lawrence is going to go number one unless something crazy happens. So this was really big for him. Now, Zach Wilson's rise. We're not going to forget about that. I still think, you know, he's the number two quarterback. I think it's extremely close. I think scheme is going to play into things. I think Fields does things better than Wilson and vice versa. Wilson does certain things better than Fields. But let's just talk about Justin Fields as a player. Number one, the vertical throwing, the accuracy was tremendous in this game. The toughness coming back from that targeting hit from Skalski was incredible. I mean, that is – you could see the pain the guy was in. And the thing that impressed me the most was – the thing that stands out with Justin Fields when you watch every single game is that he is a very mobile passer, but he's a runner. Like, he, he's a mobile passer, and so is Zach Wilson, so is Trey Lance, so is Trevor Lawrence. But when you look at him, he can be a runner at the second level, not a guy that picks up five yards, not just a guy that extends plays, but he's somebody that can really, you know, get outside of the pocket and then pick up 15 to 20 yards, make a guy miss, run through a guy. So he didn't have that in his toolbox for the second half of this game because he was hurt. He couldn't afford to take another hit like that. And he turned into a pure structure pocket passer and he looked phenomenal doing it so great for Justin Fields uh, great for some of those players that you have to be impressive through the Ohio State offense that are, that will be in the NFL Chris Olave's one a top 40 player for me Adam 32 on my first top 50 you know Garrett Wilson's not draft eligible but he's a special player uh, Josh Myers the center Wyatt Davis the guard uh, I mean and of course Trey Sermon who's been rising at running back it's you know, when you look at it, they're a loaded group, but Justin Fields is the face of that loaded offense. Big day for Justin Fields, but Kyle Trask, no such luck in his bowl game against Oklahoma. Struggled big time. There's been a lot of talk that he could sneak into the first round. Some people have said he's more likely to go in the second I think this probably cemented that at best he gets to the end of the first round. I think any of the talk of him sliding up the board is now not going to happen. And Mac Jones looked good again. I'm not saying that he's going to be a first round quarterback, but he looks like somebody that could get a team to take a chance on him in rounds two or three. Got some skills, fairly accurate passer, not going to light the world on fire, but he's the type of guy that could at least come in and potentially be a competent option for you. 
Sure. You're talking about two players that play with a ton of offensive talent, a ton of skill talent that quite frankly have also elevated that skill talent at times. So when you look at it for them, you know, let's start with the, the bad, which is Trask. You've talked to, you know, draft with me, Scott, for months now. And I'm sure you get a very consistent listener base that will not be surprised, you know, to hear. I've, I've often said they're day two quarterbacks and they might be pretty good starters in the NFL one day, but they're limited guys. And, and I think what I mean by that is they do not possess the athleticism required to really be a top five pick in the NFL anymore. You're looking at the guys that are in that conversation that I keep mentioning, you know, Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, and Fields, they run very well. Uh, they could throw it a mile. There's no physical limitations to their game. And they're obviously very, very productive college players. They're not the, you know, the, the guys like almost like Josh Allen, where you're like, man, I see all the talent, but can I mold him into what I want him to be? And Allen is an example that worked out really well. You know, with Trask, he's somebody that I think has a very limited arm, but he has good feel in the pocket. The ball placement is pretty good, especially when throwing to Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney, who were not, you know, who opted out before the bowl game against Oklahoma. And you could see the difference without those guys. And Mac Jones is somebody that ball placement's tremendous. I think there is arm strength there with Mac Jones. Uh, he has no mobility. You're looking at a Kirk Cousins kind of player, right? Somebody that I think he sees the field pretty well in the offense that Sark has drawn up there in Alabama. He, he's playing with first round talents at wide receiver, uh, top talents on the offensive line, a tremendous running back in Najee Harris. So when you look across the board, that's what guys have to figure out. Everything's perfect around them right now, or was during the regular season. What will it be like in the NFL? And I'm not saying they can't succeed, but there's a reason why they, and I think somebody will take one of them in the end of the first round. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think, you know, when I originally went through it, I had Trask as a second round guy. Mac Jones is a late second round, early third round guy. I think Mac Jones has played his way up from that. So good for him. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's been a really good season for him and it keeps getting better and maybe it'll end on the highest of high notes. Uh, but those are day two players that, you know, in today's NFL, I, I've gone through this exercise with you before, you know, look at the best of the best. They just possess different physical skill sets as runners and passers and playing out of structure like Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers, like Russell Wilson, like Deshaun Watson on and on and on. Josh Allen, great example. And those two guys are just not nearly that caliber of prospects. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Connor, we're going to have plenty of time to break down the differences between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. But one thing that I did want to touch on real quickly now is the fact that I see a lot of people pointing out that Zach Wilson's numbers or his performances shouldn't mean as much because it's not against top flight competition. But one thing that you just talked about that I've been saying for a while is that, remember, just as you said, Kyle Trask is throwing to Kadarius Toney and Kyle Pitts. Justin Fields has Alave. He's got a really good offensive line. He's got Trey Sermon. So while he's playing against much better competition than Zach Wilson, you can't forget that Justin Fields has much better players around him and that Zach Wilson, quite frankly, is playing with guys that are a combination of 25-year-olds who came off of missions or 21-year-olds who are about to go on missions. Yeah, it's a great point. And it's something that, you know, it, people like to skew arguments, obviously, in favors of themselves. So you often hear, well, he's not playing against good competition, like Mac Jones, you know, like Fields, and then they completely leave out that. And quite frankly, Scott, a lot of people just aren't evaluating. Uh, they're just saying those things without actually evaluating the talent that the top players have around them. The same could be said for Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Travis Etienne's a really good player. They've been loaded at wide receiver for a decade. Uh, Tony Elliott is maybe the best, one of the best play callers in college football. Uh, that stuff matters. And, and I think with Zach Wilson, I'll say this, BYU's offensive line is a good group, and they have they do have talented players at the skill spots, at running back and wide receiver. But you're not talking – there's no Jalen Waddell. There's no Devontae Smith. There's no Travis Etienne. There's no Najee Harris. There's no Alave. There's no Garrett Wilson. I, you know, that's the things that you look at and go, well, he's elevating guys. He, he really is. So I think when I look at it, you know, in terms of, of that aspect, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, you have to evaluate what you could see. And on the coach's film, what I could tell you I love about Zach Wilson is that the arm is all world level stuff. The mobility is good. It's, it's you know, not Fields or Lance level or maybe, I don't know. I, it's hard to stack it up compared to Lawrence, but it's, it's good, the mobility. And I think everything's really fluid and twitchy with him. And you get that with smaller body guys, right? Think Kyler Murray. Think Russell Wilson. You know, Russ is, is kind of built like a tank, but he's only five foot ten. Zach Wilson's probably going to come in around six one and a half, which is pretty small in the quarterback spectrum, but no concern of mine. Now, and the frame is a little narrow, but on the good side of the thing, nothing is elongated, nothing is slow delivery. Kind of flicks out of his wrist. You know, we saw that with Lamar Jackson when he was coming out. The ball is is kind of a flicking motion where. 
you know, I've seen with Fields and Lawrence at times windups and, and, you know, stare downs and a little bit longer releases. So is Wilson better than those guys? You know, that's all up for debate. He's not, in my eyes, he's not better than Lawrence. You know, I do think he's a, he's a little better than Fields. It's close. And I think it could skew a few different ways with your scheme. But, you know, overall, there are, there are a lot of things that you can pick out about Zach Wilson just from watching the player and not, you know, overthinking the environment. Connor, quick lightning round from watching all the bowl games. Who stood out to you both positively and negatively that may have affected their draft stock? Oh, I can give you it's players from the same team for me, and that would be Trey Sermon and Sean Wade. I think Sermon is someone that, you know, is, is he kind of runs a little like Chris Ivory, right? That angry, violent style, that locomotive downhill player. So I think it's been a really, really strong, you know, last two games really for him. With Sean Wade, uh, he had a, a tough day against Cornell Powell, against Clemson. And quite frankly, it's, it's not surprising when you watch Sean Wade play all year. He's had a tough season. He, he moved from the slot to the outside. He doesn't look fluid. He, his feet are bad. He's not really very sticky in coverage. He doesn't play the ball well in the air. And that's, you know, a guy that was projected as a top 20 pick coming into the year. He, he looks like he's more of a round three player to me. That's a tough fall. So you think Trey Sermon could be in the discussion a lot earlier than he would have been before these performances that he put on in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern, and then, of course, even more notably against Clemson? Yeah, I think you were looking at round six or seven for Sermon before this stretch run of his. Now I think everyone knew the talent was there, but could you piece it together on the field and stay healthy? And now I think he's played his way into more round four or five. And Najee Harris has played himself into guaranteed RB1, you would think, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm probably going to move him. I've had ETN there for about you know two years when I look at this class. And for me, it's, it's once again, I don't mean to lean on this, but it is scheme dependent. I think if you wanted an outside zone runner, ETN is somebody that can be really a CJ2K level player. Why I think Najee could end up as RB1 for me is that you feel he checks all three boxes, runner, pass catcher, and pass protection. I haven't seen that level of pass pro from ETN that Najee brings to the field. While they're both just incredibly special runners, playmakers with the ball in their hands, receivers. But I, yeah, it's it's probably Najee Harris. He's pretty scheme, uh, you know, scheme versatile at this point. There's not really many things that guy can't do. Connor, last thing I wanted to ask you about was the coaching search, just because. You cover college football. Now, you focus on the draft, but still, when you watch these players and you watch these games, obviously you can tell what the story is with the coaching. And two of the big names that we've heard about are Matt Campbell and Pat Fitzgerald. We've talked about them a little bit before. I know we dove in on Matt Campbell, so I don't want to spend too much time on him, but I do want to talk about Pat Fitzgerald and two other names that have come up recently. One of them is P.J. Fleck, the head coach at Minnesota, who also was at Western Michigan before that, did a good job there. Rough year for him, but as you know, your guy Rashad Bateman, one of his receivers, he's got a strong track record of developing players at that position. And Dan Mullen, you want to talk about a guy who's a real wild card. He's done a good job in terms of program building. At Florida, he's done well and did well at Mississippi State. Certainly the track record with quarterbacks when he was at Utah. He had Alex Smith. He had Tebow in the past when he was at Florida as an assistant. And most notably, Kyle Trask now and before that, Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. But 
he's a weird guy. Let's just be honest about it. His personality is very strange. I don't know how well he would work in the NFL or particularly with the New York media market. And that whole thing with his wife, I don't really want to go down that road again. But let's just say if she starts kissing Jets players on the lips in the locker room, things could get weird very, very quickly. So talk to me about Dan Mullen, P.J. Fleck, and Pat Fitzgerald. What are your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, so all a little bit different, right? And you've heard my thoughts about why I value Campbell so much. His teams play disciplined and they develop players. They develop three-star players into really four- and five-star kind of talents. And they know how to handle game planning, you know, game management, and once again, discipline. And I think Fitzgerald is the same kind of guy. Now, I like Campbell a lot more than Fitzgerald, but I think he's in that bucket where those are all the things he's really good at. Now, when you look at the other guys you mentioned, it's a little bit of a rah-rah college style with Fleck and Mullen. They're recruiters. Now, I will say this. Mullen has done a really good job with quarterbacks and as an offensive play caller, and I think that would translate to the NFL. His personality, I don't think it would. And I think with Fleck, I love P.J. Fleck. I don't think that personality translates to the NFL either. I think you're what I always explain with college guys is you're really getting them in there for three to four years at a program. And look at Jim Harbaugh, for example, he in the NFL really burns people out after a couple of years. He came in with his head on fire and had a lot of success and everyone loved him. And then out of nowhere, it was kind of like, I can't stand this guy. And I'm not saying that would happen with Mullen or Fleck, but I'm saying, and a very interesting one, that hot take, I don't think it'll work out, but I do think it's going to happen. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be very good in the NFL either with Jacksonville if that one happens. But these are guys that are really good at recruiting. And these are guys that at times have really no limits what they'll do in recruiting. And that doesn't exist in the NFL. What matters in the NFL is the culture you build the ability to develop young talent, the ability to game plan, to scheme, to manage in-game decisions. Matt Campbell's really good at all those things. Pat Fitzgerald is pretty good at all of those things. I I don't know if a guy like Fleck and Mullen and even Urban come in and and have the same success. I'm not saying they completely fail out, but I'm not a believer in that kind of thing. Now, with Fleck, I will say this. One area that he, he does deserve a ton of credit for that you brought up, he's tremendous with wide receivers. Corey Davis comes to mind. I, I mean, guys that work with Fleck, they come into the league pro-ready, and that's what Bateman is. Bateman's a very, very pro-ready wide receiver. I compare him to Keenan Allen. That's how good his routes are. So, you know, with Fleck and with Campbell, he has a lot of experience coaching offensive line. So, There are certain things, and I said it with Mullen with quarterbacks, and I think Urban would be good with quarterbacks in the NFL, but you really need to look outside of the the box because we did this, Scott, with with Adam Gase. Not you and I, but I know the Jets organization did this with Adam Gase. Not that he's a college guy, but they said, we want a coach for Sam Darnold. Kind of screw the rest of the team. We want a coach for Sam Darnold. How did that work out? Well, Sam Darnold stinks, and the rest of the team really didn't rally around Gase very often. So... You can't find yourself in a situation like that. You need somebody that players love and they'll go to bat for. And I I just don't think the college guys, the the players do love them, but you need it to be a long-term situation. And, And Campbell and Fitzgerald fit that bill. 
I agree. They need a CEO. We've talked about this before, and Campbell and Fitzgerald have shown me that they can handle that, and I think that is what translates better than anything else because, as you said, with Mullen and Fleck, it's a little bit different. With Urban Meyer, boy, that's going to be interesting. Connor, I've often said that he's sort of like the Bill Parcells of college football. He shows up somewhere, turns things around, gets them on the right track, and in several cases, he's gotten them to the championship the way that Bill Parcells won two with the Giants and then with the Patriots even got them to the Super Bowl with the Jets, got them to the AFC championship. And then he gets restless and he steps away for whatever reason, whether it's medical or he's burned out. And so if Jacksonville hires him, in addition to all the things you said, that's something that's got to be in the back of their heads. But if you're the Jaguars, seeing the way that the franchise has gone the last few years, if you could even get something close to that from Urban Meyer, you'd probably take it right now, right? Even if it's only for a few years. Yeah, that's a fair argument. You're not expecting Urban to come in and, and be this guy that is your 10-year coach and you win two Super Bowls. And it's not really the Raiders with John Gruden, even though the structure of the deal will be probably just as expensive and maybe not as long, but I could see a six-year, $70 million deal or something crazy like that. So when you look at it, yes, he's somebody that can get your roster right make you respectable. I mean, let's not forget. I, I do. I don't know if I laugh at this. I just find it particularly interesting. Jacksonville had like 25% of the NFLPA filed complaints, just Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That basically tells you that players hate it there. And there are significant issues. You have the owner's son on Twitter arguing with Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, they have really big issues in that franchise. And the fact that they are willing to, because Urban Meyer is not just going to come coach in the NFL for the sake of coaching in the NFL. He's going to come coach in the NFL because somebody's offering him a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of money in a situation that, hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence will be there. I know people are talking about fields and them. I don't know. I don't want to get into that today. But overall, it's just the fact that it goes to show you that there are problems there. And they feel, like you said, they need a CEO to come in and get things right and maybe build an infrastructure for the guy after him. So, I agree with you, Scott. That's probably the thinking there. But if people think Urban's going to come in and Jacksonville's going to be in the AFC Championship in two to three years from now with Trevor Lawrence because Urban is just dialing things up, uh, that would be a surprise to me. Going to be a very interesting next couple of months, but it all starts with this coaching search. And then we get to the draft. This is going to be a huge offseason for Joe Douglas. I think this is the one where he's going to show us what he's really made of because we've seen some good things so far. We've seen a few bad things. I'd say the good has outweighed the bad thus far. However, this offseason is the one where he's got all the ammo and he's got all the decisions to make. This will lay the foundation for the bulk of the rest of his tenure, you would think, or at least if he were to get to a second contract, this would be what would get him to that. But it could also be what gets him shown the door, and we are going to find out with all the decisions that he has to make over the next couple of months. And to that end, we got a glimpse into what the Jets are going to be looking for during this coaching search, courtesy of acting owner Christopher Johnson, who did a conference call with the media Here are some highlights of what Christopher Johnson said, courtesy of our friend Nick Spano over at U Stadium. 
He said the Jets are looking for someone to lead and develop a young team. He stressed that he's not looking for an offensive or defensive-minded guy specifically. They're looking for a head coach, not an offensive or defensive specialist. That's different from the last coaching search in which they said finding somebody to work with and develop Sam Darnold was top priority. This is a coach for the entire team. That is very important to us moving forward, he was quoted as saying. Johnson also said a change in structure is under construction, meaning that it's very possible that instead of the coach and general manager both reporting separately to the owner, the coach would report to the general manager, Joe Douglas, and then Joe Douglas would report to the owner. Johnson also said that Joe Douglas will be taking the lead. His opinion will be the one that is taken most seriously. Johnson mentioned that Joe Douglas is one of the biggest reasons fans should feel safe knowing that the Jets will get it right. He says that Douglas is the man on point in the coaching search, and fans should have confidence in that. Christopher Johnson says he hopes that Sam Darnold is the quarterback going forward. However, he will not be the one making that decision. He will leave it up to Joe Douglas and whoever the new coach is. Joe Douglas is the GM we've been searching for for years, Christopher Johnson said. He also said, I am sick of losing. I'm so tired of this. Johnson added that he didn't fire Gase during the season because he didn't feel that changing the head coach was going to help the team, thought the players were still fighting and hadn't given up. Also says he's uncertain when Woody Johnson will be returning from the UK, but that he will maintain a significant role in the organization even after Woody Johnson returns. And as far as who the Jets have been reaching out to, obviously a ton of rumored names, but here is who's confirmed so far. The Jets have officially asked for permission to interview Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator of the LA Rams, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants, Matt Eberfluss, the defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, and it has not been confirmed yet, but it is expected that the Jets will ask for permission to speak with Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Obviously, plenty of names that could still be added. We just talked about the college coaches. There's Joe Brady. There's Robert Sala. Wink Martindale's name has not been requested yet, so plenty to come, and we will have daily content on the coaching search right here on Play Like a Jet, and there will be plenty of content on the coaching search and a ton of other things here in the offseason over on the Badlands feed on Patreon. Connor Rogers of the aforementioned Badlands and Bleacher Report, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know that you've got projects that you're going to be working on for Bleacher Report, but you're not at liberty to talk about that yet. However, there's a lot going on on the Badlands feed, and that you can talk about. Absolutely. Another coaching search. It feels like it was not that long ago you and I were podcasting during another coaching search, so that'll (laughs) be going on with the Jets. Uh, We'll have a top 100 big board pretty soon, which is obviously very exciting. And, of course, just everything with the draft, everything with Sam Darnold and the number two overall pick. You know, I've been uh, a proponent for a while that I think they are drafting a quarterback this year, which is – that's a big offseason no matter what else happens. And, of course, a lot of trades, a lot of money in free agency. So we're excited at Badlands. We have – you know, a lot of people have asked, you know, what's the difference between Podbean and the Patreon? Well, the Patreon – it's really a feed, right? You're getting your articles, you're getting any video content that'll come out, you're getting your audio content all in one place. Uh, so it's it's exciting, man. And it's, you know, it, it's a really, I know it was an awful year uh, for Jets fans. I, I feel it, I get it. But I think there is some kind of feeling of, okay, you know, maybe there's optimism again that this is a chance to get things right. 
Make sure that you're following Connor on Twitter at Connor J. Rogers and Joe Caparoso on Twitter at J. Caparoso, the dynamic duo of Badlands. If you haven't subscribed to that yet, go ahead and do so. You can find the links for the Patreon on both Connor's Twitter and Joe's Twitter. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.